from Virginia Farm Bureau. This is Cattle Pulse. I'm Elijah Griles, and from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, we're happy to have you join us on your monthly update on the Virginia feeder cattle markets, the national trends that affect them, and stories of cattle producers around the Commonwealth. Hello and welcome everybody to the September episode of Cattle Pulse. It is great to be back with you. Happy to be joining you today from the Virginia Farm Bureau home office here in Richmond, Virginia. It's gotten a little bit cooler today and we're anticipating some more of those fall-like temperatures. We've got a jam-packed episode of Cattle Pulse. We're going to be talking about the beef. We're going to be talking about processing as well as taking a look at boxed beef demand as an indicator of the market strength that we've been seeing. First though, I wanna talk about what the weather situation has been across the state. So looking at the drought monitor, which comes out of the University of Nebraska, we've got 2.19% of the state that is in drought stage two. That's in Shenandoah, Frederick, Clark, Loudoun, Fauquier, Rappahannock, and Warren. So certainly had the opportunity to drive up Interstate 81 yesterday and saw that dryness. I was coming from Southwest Virginia where it's verdant and green and looks like lots of rain has been had there. And then moving up the valley, it just gets bone dry. So no folks are facing some hardship out there with some lean pasture and the hay situation's not looking good. 10% of the state is in drought stage one, and then we've got 19% that's abnormally dry. The challenging news looking ahead into September is that we are still looking at likely warmer than average temperatures, and we're seeing just equal chances precipitation for September. So that means that that we're expecting kind of average weather. Now let's get into some numbers, specifically the feeder cattle futures contract. We've seen a rally over the past few days, which is really exciting. September contracts are currently at $254.98 a hundredweight. That's up 2.4% from August. October contracts as of today, September the 8th, are at 258.80 a hundredweight, and that's up 3.2%. And then the November contract is showing significant strength at 260.15 a hundredweight, which is up 3.44% from August. To look at the big picture for the cow-calf industry, let's go to the Livestock Marketing Information Center quarterly outlook report. Cow-calf returns are expected to improve from 2024 into 2025, with their expected return number being $500 per head in 2024. Now that's taking into account a lot of your production expenses as well. So that's a really strong number. And the first time that we've reached this level since 2014 or 2015. The cattle cycle they think is not expected to enter expansion in 2024 because profits will not be available until the fall sales. Ultimately, the January 1st cattle inventory year-over-year increase that they expect to see when we start to enter that expansion phase again would be 
the beginning of 2026. Now, the current cattle cycle is being elongated because over 40% of cattle on feed are heifers, and that's in June. So we're going to have to see a significant reduction in the number of heifers on feed relative to the number of steers on feed from a year-over-year standpoint to start getting those positive changes in our total cattle inventory. That means that those heifers are going to have to be retained to be able to start having calves to start expanding the herd again. The demand for beef has been stronger than expected thus far, but a warning indicator is that household non-mortgage debt is over $1 trillion. While unemployment does remain low and beef tends to do well in recessions, high revolving consumer debt is a concerning sign that beef demand may wane if a recession does hit. Now, speaking of beef, I know we're going to be looking at processing a little bit later, but let's talk about the box beef cutout. Now, the box beef cutout represents the estimated gross value of a beef carcass based on prices paid for the individual beef items derived from a beef carcass, essentially as consumers pay for beef items derived from the primal cut in conjunction with expected seasonal demand, retailers and food service entities purchase primals or boxes of specific cuts that translates into the price and value seen in the box beef value. Now, why is this important? Well, it can tell us something about beef demand in 2023, which can help us understand some of the strength we're seeing in these feeder cattle markets. Through 2023, the cutout value has been above last year and the five-year average. The low that we saw of $265.82 a hundredweight was back in early February. Since then, the weekly value trended up and it peaked at $339.93 a hundredweight in mid-June. Now, through the rest of the summer, the cutout has decreased in value from the peak, but it's remained around $300 to $320 a hundredweight. This five-year trend and the 2022 cutout values remained relatively steady during the remaining months of the calendar year. So if 2023 follows the same trend as the five-year average and last year, then the value would be expected to remain above the previous year and the five-year average. So this kind of brings up the question of, for the feeder cattle markets and just the whole cattle cycle in general, when will the bubble burst? Strong beef demand like we're talking about here can help us think that it shouldn't be anytime soon. Now, let's go over to that interview with Dalton Mosher of Seven Hills Food Company to talk about something really exciting, beef processing capacity available in Virginia today. Hello, my name is Dalton. I'm the vice president of Seven Hills Food Company. I've been with Seven Hills since day one, so I can provide a pretty good uh, snapshot of everything that's been taking place here for the last eight or nine years. Uh, this facility that we operate out of was formerly known as Dinner Bell Meat back in the day. It went out of business and it's been dormant for quite a while. So we got our hands on it 10, 12 years ago or so and began renovations. But the goal or the vision was to solve a really big problem for the state of Virginia. We thought there was an opportunity there, uh, and that was in the beef processing bottleneck. One of the things I was excited to talk to you about today on the podcast is that we are the largest processor out there, uh, and we want to solve the problem for the state. There's so many people that need cattle processed. So many people want to start their own brands or product lines or businesses with beef, but they have a hard time getting them in and process. So, you know, our facility can move about 500 head of cattle a week through it, which is a big number. And uh, we're not close to that right now, which is fine, but that should be very exciting for all the cattle 
cattlemen throughout the state, we can be a home, an endpoint, destination for your cattle, and we can we can get this product moving into the marketplace like flipping a light switch. We've gotten really good at it. We have a turnkey system where you drop the cattle off, and a few weeks later, it's completed. Followed to pet um, sheet specifications they give us. We can cut the label the product. We can retail label and price these items. Everything we do is put into uh, really nice insulated boxes. Boxes are labeled and identified for the customer on what's inside of it, which is not always the case when beef gets processed. And then we even offer home delivery of your beef back to you. Because we had a wholesale business that uh, required us to deliver fresh beef all throughout the state, we have a bunch of trucks sitting in our yard, and that allows us to support the farmers that are bringing cattle from far away. For a, for a very reasonable price, we will deliver right back to the farm in a refrigerated truck. Seven Hills Food Company does not have lead times on beef processing. You know, we can get done very quickly and call us today, and we can say, bring five or 10 or 20 or 40 next week, and we'll get you in and get it done pretty quick. Not many can say that. But due to the size of this facility that we renovated, we have some flexibility on lead times and scheduling. Uh, and then we can be very customized in terms of how we cut and package the product. Then we can get it right back to you. You can pick it up. We can deliver it to you. And uh, we can really help people grow on that front. That's some really exciting news, Dalton. And I think it's great to be able to spread that out across the state for folks who might be looking for processing capacity. And like you mentioned, processing capacity that doesn't come with that long lead time. I know we only have a couple minutes left, but just if I'm a producer and I've got some cattle that I want processed, what do I do? How do I get in touch and who am I going to talk to? So uh, check out our website, 7 can navigate to the services component of our website and it'll explain our cut sheet and what we can and can't do, but uh, pretty much all things beef we're able to do. Due to our staffing and our size and our current business, uh, we can be very nimble at cattle. And so if, if you have cattle, if you know people that have cattle, there's opportunities for price discounts, uh, delivery back to the farm. There's, there's all sorts of things we can do to take cattle that are ready to go and get them done and back out to you with no time no wasted in the process. So we, we, we want to meet new people. If you haven't worked with us before, it doesn't matter if you have one head or 100 head that needs to be taken care of, we can take care of that. I mean, just looking at the production board in front of me right now, we have people that have one head in here and we have people that have 40 head in here, all for them, for their, their branded uh, product lines. So we, we can do it and we want you to call us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us on Cattle Pulse, Dalton. We certainly appreciate everything that you've shared, and I'm excited to get it out to our listeners. Well, that sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. If you want to learn more about Seven Hills Food Company, you can click on their link in the show notes. Before you go today, let's do the state numbers. Abingdon Tri-State came in in August at $225.40 a hundred weight, which is down 1.7%. Blackstone was at $234.10 a hundred weight, which is down 1.06%. Lynchburg was at 227.70 a hundredweight, down 1.4%, and Radiant bucked the trend at $253.40, up 4.24% from last month. Shenandoah Valley at 
was down 3.31%, and Winchester came in at a strong $256 a hundredweight, which is up 7.91% from last month. The statewide average was $240.10 a hundredweight, which is up 0.78% from last month. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cattle Pulse. And until next time, from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, take care. Take care.